Thanks for listening to Life's Essential Ingredients with Jeff and a mic. We hope to inform, inspire, and transform communities, one community at a time. Welcome to the show. It's Life's Essential Ingredients, and we have a very special guest today, Mike's only daughter, Daniela Sestich, who comes all the way from LSU uh, in Tigers, who beat Florida yesterday. I did see if you were aware of that. Yes. And uh, she's going to be our guest today, sharing her life's essential ingredients. And so uh, I'll let Mike kind of introduce her daughter, his daughter, I'm sorry, a little bit, and uh, go over uh, their amazing relationship. And then Nella will uh, get talking to you. So thank you and, and welcome to the show. I'm not not only is she my only daughter, but she just so happens to have worked her way up recently to being my favorite daughter. It took years for her to get to that point, but she's there now. She's there. Uh, I wouldn't. I would have to agree. It's been uh, oil and water at times, and and Nella, from uh, an outsider's perspective, always had a drive for bigger things, to be honest, is, is what I saw. And it's kind of very interesting for me to see how far away you are from home and what those bigger things uh, have led you to in your life. And so without any further ado, uh, welcome to the show, Nella. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I'm honored. Yeah, so off the air, uh, I was talking to Nella about the changes that she's gone through over the last three years um, from when you were, say, a junior or senior in high school uh, to where you are now uh, at LSU. I don't even know exactly what year you are because you've taken a bunch of classes. I know you're getting close to graduate, uh, but yeah. if you're a junior or a senior. Um, so I'm technically a junior. It's my third year, and I'm going to stay the four years, but credit-wise, I'm a senior. Okay. Yeah, that's why I get confused because you've handled your business. You took a lot of AP classes and everything, and I think a really cool thing to share Uh, with other young ladies who might be listening in to the show would be how you figured out what you wanted to do in high school uh, and the steps that you took towards uh, putting yourself out there to go, you know, almost 2000 miles away from home, not knowing one person uh, and walk us through that thought process and and perhaps uh, shining some light on some other young ladies who are in your shoes uh, a few years ago. Definitely. So I didn't know what I wanted to do for most of high school. And then my junior year, I got introduced to youth and government that was through the YMCA. And um, I really liked it. And I decided I really wanted to pursue political science, which is what I'm getting my degree in, because I realized that um, I saw a lot of things I didn't like, especially like around school in my life, in the world, in our country. And I realized that the most effective way to come about change would be to pursue politics. I know it's a controversial topic, but it really is the most effective way to get things done. If you wanna make a change, you can advocate for certain policies. You can elect certain people into positions. I personally wanna work on campaigns. I wanna work on getting the right people into office because I've seen a lot of the wrong people in office. And that's something that I want to help change and better for our country. Um, So, the pursuit of politics for me was just more of the pursuits of making better change in our society. Man, well, that's awesome to hear from somebody with a few more years uh, experience than you. Uh, and that's one thing I love about youth is 
you are willing to stand up for what you believe. And I think there's just so much that goes into that because a lot of people, I think behind closed doors have a lot of strong opinions, but when it comes time to take an action, what we would call as C4 leaders, lighten the fuse, um, people kind of fall off because it gets challenging to take that step. So if you were elected to office and I don't know what office uh, it is you would be uh, wanting to target, but if you were elected to office, what would be the first change that you would implement and why? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, the first change, I don't know. I'd want to say if I uh, run for office and got elected in this scenario, I'd probably want to start local, like smaller. And um, one thing I really like about where we live um is that we have a very strong community and that's something that I would want to replicate further. You know, obviously it's very polarizing uh, in the times that we live in now and like a lot of people have adversity for each other. That's something that I would want to fix. It's things go beyond just personal belief, you know, and a lot of people forget that. Like I really want to stress things like, like community, like beautification, like more events, things that really bring people together because we don't get to see a whole lot of that. I mean, we get to, uh, like me and dad get to see that a lot in where we live in Pedro, but I noticed that that's not a lot of things for everyone else. Like back at school in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, there's not as strong of a sense of community as I wish there was within the city. At LSU, it's great. There's so much community within my sorority, within all the clubs that I'm part of. But in the greater Baton Rouge area, there's a there's a huge division of people like there's like the north and south pretty much. And there's not a lot of mix. And I wish that there were more efforts to bring people together because that's so sad. It's, it's such a great blend of people. I mean, you see that from LSU, majority of people that go there, like from within a 30 mile radius of where the school is. And we all get along. So I don't understand why that can't be replicated in like broader city so good can i jump in there real quick so nella coming from um from the west coast going out to louisiana and you're talking about the sense of community what have you brought from pedro over there you think that helps you kind of bridge that gap it kind of sounds like you said you got the north and south there you're somewhere in the middle from the outside and it seems like you're friendly with every everyone out there Mm what is it that you brought or what is it that you did to kind of bridge that gap where to help you fit in? Um, one thing that I kind of pride myself on is I integrate my like friends with each other. So my friends for my sorority, I also like my friends that I have in my major of political science. Also, um, I just started like our student government. I'm going to try to integrate more people. I feel like it's the intermingling and I've done a good job of finding people that are also like my best friends back at school. They also uh, have like strong connections to the other groups that they're part of. And I've got to meet a lot of people like that. Like it's networking, but it's more than that. It's more friendly. It's more, I'm, I'm, Oh, you're friends with my good friends. So now we're friends. And um, there's a lot of people like I, I live in my sorority house and there's a lot of girls that like all they do is our sorority and they don't really venture outside or have like any friends outside of the sorority. And so we try to like bring them in and like just show there's more things. You can be part of more than one thing at school. 
and you should be, and you should integrate it all. And so like, I go to my friend's sorority or frat events, they come to mine. I go to my friend's clubs events, they come to mine. And you kind of give greater exposure. And from doing those kinds of things, I've got to meet more groups that I liked, like the LSU feminists. I uh, got to come from my other friends who were part of the group and just like find things that I like. They did lots of cool things like we had rallies um, for like the Women's March and things like that. I don't know, it's hard to, I wish that I did more. I will say that. I wish that I did more to bring more of like the Pedro communal part, but it's a huge campus and there's only so much that I can do just for me. I wish that I could bring that to more people though. I like that you brought that question up because I don't know, that gives me some self-awareness that I could be doing more. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you acknowledging that in, in yourself. Um, I love what you're bringing to the Baton Rouge community. And it, I think you're in the same shoes as uh, your dad and myself and, and C4 leaders as an organization. Yeah, we feel like there's more that we can do. Uh, and how we're going to bring community is we're going to start by bringing pizza. You know, food uh, is always something that, that bridges gaps uh, between uh, challenges that are going on. Uh, we've used that forever as a way to bring people together. And so maybe that's something uh, that you guys want all the COVID stuff you know, quiets down and people are allowed to uh, gather uh, in bigger groups than, than 10. Uh, maybe that's something you guys can organize some, some event to, to bring people together uh, with the emphasis on bridging some of these cultural divides that sometimes uh, keep people um, in the lanes uh, where they've been, which is not where we need to be uh, as a society. So yeah, love, uh, love yeah. you um, sharing that. And I want to go back because we started the conversation. You kind of answered the question, but I do want to go back to ask you when you were a junior in high school, maybe uh, an essential ingredient that you felt at the time in your life was essential. And then now fast forward to Daniela, uh, the junior in college and how your life has, has changed and what ingredients you feel uh, are vital towards uh, your success uh, and or happiness. Um, so yeah, what do you think about that? Ingredients like? Values. So when, when I say, you know, life's essential ingredients to show, we're looking for what are the, the values that people make part of their life, those essential ingredients um, that are, are just key to their success and happiness. Um, I guess there's always a lot, but the one that stands out the most to me for my essential ingredients would be change. I know that's something that not a lot of people like, but I love it. I think that change is what pushes you forward, gives you new opportunities. Um, I definitely had that essential ingredient when I was in high school. I realized that I didn't apply to any schools in state. I absolutely was like, I'm going to go far away for college. I'm going to, you know, find something new, figure it out, build a life somewhere else too. And like, have two places that I can have home. And um, that's something that I still try to do. I always like to change things up. Dad can attest. I love to stir the pot a little bit in a good way. Stir the pot a little bit. Um, a little, just a little. Just a little, just a tad. Just add a little bit of something to it. Um, but yeah, if I didn't, if I didn't have that like key ingredient of enjoying change, enjoying, or like acting in, to an extent acting on impulses sometimes if I'm like 
if I get an opportunity, I like to, uh, I like to capitalize on it. I'll grasp that opportunity if I have a good one in front of me, because why not? And I feel like a lot of people are scared of that. Like I have the, almost all of my, all of my friends from high school, they stayed close to home and I decided to take a chance and go away. And a lot of them say that they wish that they had some of like, um, more, they were more keen on change in their life because I'm really happy with where I am in school. I'm really happy with where I am as a person. I feel like I've also changed a lot and I think I'm open to change and that's why I'm able to do these things. I'm not scared of like developing into a new person. I'm not scared of having to start my life over somewhere else or start to make new connections. And that's exciting uh, to be a young person, just feel like you have the whole world uh, at your hands when you're so open to change, because it does really allow you to say, hey, there's uh, a million different things uh, that you can do. And I guess my, my next question would be, is there something that the adults, and I know you're an adult now, but when uh, high schoolers are going through their life, uh, parents, I guess, specifically, are there things that parents could do to perhaps um, create um, just more uh, acceptance of change and try and help uh, young people who are getting to be set in their ways at an early age be open to change? Because just imagine, you know, you, uh, if you would have and not put yourself out there and, and travel across the country because yeah, you are different, you know, and knowing you and seeing you grow up your whole life. Yeah. I see the transformation and it's just amazing and beautiful. And I'm so happy for you and your family. And I would want that for every last young person out there. Uh, you necessarily need to go across the country um, because you can create change uh, even in these cases uh, in COVID uh, being in your home, but it's more so the mindset uh, that you have and is there anything that parents can do to help their children uh, find that and develop that uh, one thing that I would say that parents could do is um, engage their children on their curiosity on their inquisitiveness my dad can attest I've always been a big challenger of ideas and I question everything all the time and um, I think that my parents have done a good job of always like engaging me on my questions. Why do you think that, like, why does this bother you? What do you want to do about it? And I feel like a lot of people uh, are quick to shut down kids, not because that they don't think what they have to say is valuable, but because they just want them to accept things the way that they are. And um, a lot of people fail to realize, like, questioning is what gets you to improve things it's what progresses us and a lot of people like to just stick with the status quo they don't like change they're like you don't need to question things you don't they they view it as adversity when it's just curiosity and i would just say engage youth on their inquisitiveness i know that um the best teachers that i ever had were the ones and like best mentors best figures both of you two here have been people in my life that have always engaged me on my inquisitiveness, always asked me how I felt about things. So, like if I was passionate about something, there was a reason you guys would hear me out. And um, there's definitely been people throughout my life that were like, you don't need to question that. Just, just accept things the way they are. And that would be my advice. Be inquisitive, keep asking questions, you know, uphold the curiosity. I love it. I love it. And thank you so much for sharing that great advice uh, for parents. And I think, yeah, it gets life has gotten to be so busy. And when you're busy, 
you're distracted when you're distracted change is the last thing that you want because it cuts into your busyness and mm -hmm. so kind of get into that rut of hey this is how things are and obviously the world is demanding uh, that that is not the way and hopefully our society will be able to listen to that uh, the last thing and I really appreciate you taking time uh, out of your schedule um, there's a, a, a man that I'm following now Benjamin Hardy uh, who's uh, a researcher PhD uh, looking at he really is big into future self and I love what he talks about and this will be my last question for you you know fast forward five years from now you're in some sort of political uh, capacity, what exactly are you doing uh, is the first question. Uh, and again, you just vision. So put this out to the world of making it happen. So this is your chance to take that step and say, hey, here's where I am. And then how did you get there? What steps are you going to have to take to do that? Okay. Five years from now, my most ideal world is that I have a really cool internship or a job somewhere um, preferably Intern, internship. I mean, who knows? Who's paying for that? <laughs> hey, paid internship, you know, ideal. We're just thinking, not thinking about worldly things like have finances and that stuff. Um, working like with or under uh, either a certain uh, politician or a um, political group or like even a party that I align with or working on a campaign for a candidate I really care about. Best case scenario, I'd be in DC. Um, not very feasible, but that's okay, we can dream. Um, and I don't know, helping get someone into office that I really care about, that I'm passionate about, that I think can help our society, that I align with on my views. I know a lot of people that I've talked to um, that gone to politics, they had a kind of in the beginning compromise their beliefs just to find work. And I hope that I don't have to do that. I, I would never want to work on a campaign for someone that I didn't support. That's the last thing I want to do. But um, even if I'm not there, I also would hope that five years from now, I would be okay with being wherever I'm at. Like I would be okay with just letting life happen to me and not having to be in control of where I'm at. I want to just five years from now, I want to be content with like, it's okay if I'm not there too. I hear you, but I'm going to disagree uh, at the same time because you're a mover and a shaker and you definitely are about creating change. And that's why I love Benjamin Hardy. He, he says, kind of go put it out there and then go out there and take action towards making it happen. And you take that action uh, because you, I don't know if you guys see that you take yeah. action because you're, you see yourself, you know, whatever it is, a year, uh, two, three years in that space. And just hearing that you want to get to DC, this is why I love uh, doing this show, even though we're just starting out. I have lots of people in my life and I have one of the girls that I coached, uh, Allie Campos, give her a little shout out uh, that she lives in DC. And, and I know Allie, there you go. She would love to take you in. And so you already got somewhere to stay. Uh, and then it takes you now of looking what groups uh, got stuff going on in DC and you start reaching out and you start calling and you start emailing and you say, Hey, I'm graduating, you know, in this date. Uh, and this is what I want to do. This is what I believe in. I see this is what you believe in. Let's make it happen. And let's find a way to, to change the world uh, one action at a time. And so with that, 
Thank you so much for being a guest on Life's Essential Ingredients with Jeff and uh, Mike. My Pacho, uh, great job today. Uh, had to be very cool just to be able to sit back and listen to your favorite daughter uh, that she's all grown up. Uh, and so, yeah, thank you both for everything. Pacho, you got any closing comments? Um, yeah, since I know we're going to edit this, Pasha, let me, uh, can I just do a brief little story? This doesn't have to go on the podcast. But you want to close it first, then we, tip, then we go no, through the story? This is going to go on the podcast, yeah. All right. So uh, the other day, we get a box delivered to the house. It's, uh, it's a half of a reclining chair. And the name on it is to Glory's grandmother. That's the name on there. You know, she's passed away 10 years ago. And she used to live and, in our house. Yeah, this was her house. So right away, kind of what is going on? And so Glory gets it and she shoots it out to Nella. Look at this. Look what's going on. And so Nella decides, I'm going to track and see what's going on with this thing. So it's a, it's a good-sized box, but obviously not big enough for a chair. So Nella comes back with, there's another, the other half is going to be delivered tomorrow. And so we're like, I'm like, all right, hey, Nana Bob from the grave. God bless her soul. She sent us a chair. Great. We got a free chair. What am I going to do? I don't know where it came from. So anyways, next day, chair comes. Get the boys to put it together. It reclines. It's got massage in it. It's got heat in it. It's a nice chair, man. It's got it all. And so we're sitting there enjoying it. And, and that night, Glory is sitting in the chair with a heater massage going on. And she got a dog sitting on her lap, loving life. Nella sends a text, uh, a screenshot of the email. Nella reached out to the company and basically is like, do you know you sent a chair and uh, we're all shook up because it's my deceased grandmother. <laughs> and now the company, obviously, they don't know what's going on. They're like, oh, so sorry. We'll send UPS out there to pick up the boxes. And we get this that night and we're like, Think of the boxes. We put the chair together. This thing is nice. We don't want anyone coming by. Yeah, man, that's crazy. It was crazy, but uh, I mean, it was kind of refreshing. I was laughing because Nella was trying to do the right thing. At the same time, she was trying to get rid of our new chair. And my my motive was not to get rid of the chair. It was to see why they sent it to us because they didn't send it to the wrong address. Whoever ordered it put. Uh, my great grandma's name on it and our address. So when I emailed them, I was like, if you can imagine we're unsettled as to who would send us this chair, it was like someone purchased it, put in that name, put in that address. And so I emailed them trying to just be like, how? I just wanted, to, I needed to know why. <laughs> That's crazy. Unfortunately, I already got the answer. I know, unfortunately, uh, your mom and Mike's wife has a lot of pain. So someone was looking out and put it in uh, a different name and gave uh, your mom a gift to kind of sit back in that chair and think about, uh, I don't know if she called her Nana or, or what she called her Nana Bop. to make that connection. You know, and that's, what's crazy about life is that stuff happens all the time. If you can just sit back uh, and just like we're talking with you, Nella, of seeing yourself. Um, yeah. Good things happen, which is the whole intent of, of C4 leaders, the whole intent of this show to just try and help people capture that and make that the filter of which we look and, and see the world uh, of not of how did this stuff get here? Like, yeah, that's meant to be here. 
um, and your mom gets to sit back and her pain gets to decrease a little bit and her heart gets to fill with love thinking about her Nana. And also I'll say with boom, that just happened. C4 <laughs> leaders, we're out. Thank you. <laughs>